The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals participating in the show. All persons described or mentioned in the podcast should be considered innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. This podcast contains subject matters such as violence and graphic descriptions along with adult language, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. On June 15th, 2021, in Rogersville, Tennessee, a five-year-old girl is helping her mother and her grandmother plant flowers. Then she supposedly leaves to go inside to play with her toys. Somewhere inside that house, she managed to vanish without a trace. Over two years later, and there have been no signs, no clues, nothing. What could have happened? You're listening to the Mysterious Bruce Podcast, and tonight we bring you the case of Summer Wells. ago tonight, Summer Wells went missing from her Hawkins County home. The suffering in the Summer Wells community is palpable. The pain of having a little girl just disappear without a trace, made even worse by the online harassment and attacks from outside the area and online. People accusing those of trying to help Summer of somehow being involved in her disappearance simply because they knew her and loved her. Many now refusing to speak on camera because of the threats they've received. One woman is finally breaking her silence after more than a year in hopes of inspiring others to pray and to send a message to Summer. And you are loved and you are missed so very much. Robin Lane, Summer Wells Sabbath School teacher. Summer is just the most amazing little girl had a -a one-of-a-kind friendship with this little ball of energy. Yes, we really clicked because Summer is just kind of silly and goofy, and I am too. Um, You can ask people who know. Welcome to a deep, dark, dank, moist basement somewhere in the bowels of Georgia. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for part two two of summer wells and before we get started we have a new patron to shout out and that is one miss lacy perkins miss lacy perkins is from the great state of arkansas thank you miss perkins love arkansas man we do love some arkansas we need to uh probably just need to go ahead and relocate yeah i'm i'm, I'm with you <laughs> my wife's with us so She's like, any time where we can move. But uh, we got a little comments from our Patreon episode of the Summer Wells. They they got it two days earlier, and uh, Miss Walker basically said that the way that Candace... Oh, I'm sorry, not Miss Walker. Miss Walker had a theory... But Miss Fowler said the way Candace spells her name makes her head hurt. And I agree with her 100%. If you don't know what I'm talking about, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up the Summer Wells case. And anytime they spell it, you'll see like, what, what, what? Mm -hmm. So when we left you in part one, we were talking about how Don had called Candace 
while they were in the drive-thru at the Walgreens. And we were talking about how Hunter was with them, and that was kind of an odd situation. So we're going to pick up with Hunter's timeline, according to him. Now, he says that they left the pharmacy to return when the prescription was filled, and Candace said they needed to get cigarettes. So they went to a discount tobacco store near a Long John Silver's. At this point, Grandma was in the passenger seat. Summer had been in had been moved to the middle seat. Hunter was sitting behind the driver's seat. There was a box in the seat behind the passenger seat, and this box is going to stay there for the majority of the time. When Hunter initially got in the truck, there was a bunch of boxes in the back seat. He said he moved one to the back of the truck, and he moved one over to the side so that him and Summer had two seats to sit in. So at the convenience store, or the uh, cigarette, whatever, tobacco store, Candace purchases cigarettes, a can of Twisted Tea, and two nicotine vapes. They then headed to Warriors Pass State Park, and Grandma stayed in the truck to add minutes to her cell phone, and Summer, Candace, and Hunter got out and walked to what the locals refer to as the swimming hole. Hey, have you ever tried Twisted Tea? Yes. It's freaking nasty. Yes, it is. I don't yeah. now eat. I think it's one of those drinks where you either love it or you hate it. There's no in between. Well, I hate it. Yeah, I don't like it, but I know a bunch of people that do like it. Nah, it's <laughs> gross. So they're at what the locals call the swimming hole, and Summer started swimming while Hunter and Candace watched from the shore. According to Hunter, Candace gave him the twisted tea and they shared the vapes. While Summer is playing and swimming, Candace and Hunter are watching TikTok videos on Candace's phone. Now, Candace posted to her own TikTok account, and according to that timestamp, it was posted at 12.21 p.m. Hunter said that while Summer was swimming, Grandma got out of the truck and came down to the swimming hole, and she began hanging out with him and Candace. At some point, Candace and Grandma are not paying attention, and according to Hunter, Summer goes under the water for longer than he felt comfortable for her to be down there. And Hunter freaks out, jumps in to see if she's okay. Quote, I just pulled her up and bring her over my shoulders, and I say, are you okay? And she goes, yeah, and starts laughing, letting water run out of her mouth, end quote. So a lot's been made of this. I don't know, you know how everything's under a microscope. And somebody goes missing. I'm not so sure that this was not her just trying to pull a prank. But 15 minutes after this little incident, everyone piles back in the truck to go pick up Grandma's prescription, which was ready. And I have a hard time believing it was just 15 minutes of letting her swim at a state park. But that's just my opinion. Now, they do not head directly to Walgreens. They went to a place called the Hippie House, which was another tobacco store that had recently opened. And Candace and Grandma wanted to go in and check it out, see what they had in there. So they stay in the store for about five minutes, and Hunter and Summer are waiting in the truck watching TikToks. When Candace came out, she had two more vapes and gave one to Hunter. They then drove to Walgreens to get the prescription. And according to both Hunter and Candace, Summer is now sitting on a pillow next to the door with Hunter sitting in the middle next to the boxes. 
Now, Summer was sitting on the pillow because she was wet from swimming, and Grandma gets mad because if the kids get in the truck in wet bathing suits, it messes up the seats. So we get this explanation in one interview with Candace, but in a later interview with Chris McDonough, and if you'll remember, he's the one that did the little video on YouTube that shows how to enter the basement. Candace tells him that she had changed Summer out of her bathing suit and into clothes at the swimming hole after Summer's done swimming. And this set of clothes was supposedly brand new. All right, so they had been bought for Summer to wear on the first day of school in September. And we're talking about June. So they just happened to have her school clothes in Grandma's truck I don't, I don't know. Now, pretty convenient. Yes. Pretty convenient. Now, earlier we had talked about how Candace said that she had put Summer in her bathing suit before they even left the house that day because she knows Summer always gets hot. But in the interview with McDonough, she makes it seem like Summer is always cold. And these clothes that she puts on Summer are a long sleeve shirt and a pair of pants. Now, Hunter claims that after they left Walgreens, they went to Sonic and everyone got slushies because guess what? It was buy one, get one or half off, whatever. Happy hour, whatever you want to call it. Now, from there, they went to a grocery store called Priceless. And Candace and Grandma went inside while Hunter and Summer, again, stayed in the car watching TikToks and making time pass. Hunter claims that this time Candace and Grandma were in the store for about an hour. Candace says she was only in there about 10 minutes, and she's the only one that went in because she only needed a couple of things like milk and cheese. So when Candace comes out of the store, they put the groceries into the bed of the truck, and Hunter says that Summer was sitting behind the passenger seat. He was in the middle, and they handed him a few gallons of milk to keep in the back seat. Hunter said he put the milk jugs in the middle because there was no room on the other side of him. After this, they went back to Hunter's house to drop him off, and Hunter's mother said that when they got there, she thinks it was around 2.30 p.m. She said that Summer was sitting in the middle seat, and she was asleep. Now, Candace said that Hunter's mom, Allison, never came out to the truck and never saw Summer. She goes on to state that Summer was not asleep when they got to Hunter's house. Summer only fell asleep when they were a few minutes away from their own home on Ben Hill Road. Hunter said that he had the milk jugs he had got out of the truck, and he put the milk jugs down in the seat that he had just gotten out of. Now, there's a short video of Summer from that day that is just a couple of seconds long that was shot after Hunter was dropped off and before Candace, Grandma, and Summer got home. Hmm. In this video, Summer is asleep, and she appears to be slumped over some gallons of milk, just like Hunter says. Candace explains how this video came to be and what Summer is doing. Quote, I was like, oh, what she, how is she sleeping? And when I look back, because I'm driving, and I look back, and she had her arms up like this, like her daddy sleeps all the time. Okay, so I wanted to catch that moment. You know, it's just things I do, right? And I was like, here, Mom, hurry up, take that picture. And then she accidentally hit the video recording. I said the picture part. So, like, did 
you get the picture? And she goes, I don't know. And basically, instead of taking a picture, she takes like a two-second video. So that's how that goes down. Summer goes, or Candace goes on to say, yeah, well, I was driving that, though. And I was like, did you put her back down? She's like, yeah, dang. And then she got a picture of her. But it by that time, her arm was down, but her arm was up most of the time like this. And she goes on in the video to explain so it took grandma forever and she didn't capture this picture of her with her arms up. And so she said that when she took the picture, they were like two minutes from the house. So when they pulled up to the gate at the house, Candace says, we unlocked the gate. I went up and I woke her up End quote. Yeah. Now there is metadata from the video, regardless of the phone she had or not. She had, but she had used and, we know that more than likely law enforcement has extracted this to make sure that it is exactly when and the date and all of that, which would be definitive evidence that whatever time that video was taken and we're trying to assume between two thirty if they dropped Hunter off and it's 30 minutes from Kingsport back to their house on Ben Hill road, you're looking at three, three fifteen. And some are still alive. But here's the thing with that picture of Summer sleeping in the back, leaning up against the milk jugs. A lot have a lot of people have said that she is not alive in that picture. Really? That, yes. That Summer well, you is. You got to believe that she's alive. I mean, what picture is this? I don't think I've seen it. It was the if, one that I posted where she's kind of leaned up. I think it's on our social media. I'm not. I posted a bunch of them. Um. If I didn't post this one, I'm almost 100% sure that I will post it this time. So let's see. Yeah. So it's the second picture if you get on uh, Instagram. And she really is leaned up against the couple of gallons of milk. She's got looks like a orange crush or fan next to her. And she literally is in a looks like almost like a hooded sweatshirt and pants. But people say that the way her, if you look at it, people say the way that her hand's drawn, it would be her left hand, that's indicative of her being passed away. But I don't think that's true. She doesn't look, you know. She doesn't look deceased. No. That's, she looks asleep. And a lot of people have pointed to, well, her mouth is turned down. I'm like, but she's asleep, you know. You know. Yeah, but who sleeps on two cold gallons of milk? Well, and that's basically what the people have said, that she was, the, and that's what they said. She was probably, the argument that she's dead is, who sleeps on two gallons of milk? The argument for her being asleep is, hell, she's got on long pants and a jacket, and she's probably exhausted, and she probably just passed out. Because nowhere along this timeline from either Hunter or Candace that we'll get into does it talk about them eating anything for lunch? So she left her house at 8, and then this is 3 o'clock when they get back. She's had a slushy. is all we know about. I don't know if anybody's ever thought to ask if she ate lunch, but that's just something. She swam, she's ran around, and she's a 5-year-old in a car. She's going to fall asleep is the way I look at it. But anyway, so... The video was taken, somebody had stated somewhere that it was taken at like 3.09 p.m. And I don't know. Um, 
she's not wearing her bathing suit. She is wearing the long pants and the, the it looks like a sweatshirt, but it's a long sleeve shirt. There's no mention. I don't see the pillow that she would be sitting on if she had been wet. And then, like I had stated earlier, those milk jugs become a huge point of contention. Um, but the thing is, the timeline doesn't make a whole lot of sense because I, it, it's just we're talking everything has to fall into place in mere minutes for this all to go down. But if you go back to the picture of her asleep in the back seat and you look at it, there's still color in her face. Like there's still her ears and her cheeks are still rosy. It's not like she's pale as a ghost. Um, her lips are a little bit red, but she, like I said, she's not, you don't look, you don't see like a bluish tint to the, the lips like she would be deceased. Um, she is a little naturally pale, but, Nothing that would point out that she was deceased to me. The um, people have pointed out that you see red lips with asphyxiation. And sometimes you see a bluish tint to the lips, even if the cheek areas are rosy. I I think we're splitting hairs there. I really do think she's alive at this point. We're talking about maybe a half an hour since she dropped off Hunter. So you're probably looking at 45 minutes to an hour since she was in the swimming hole. She's got short hair. Her hair in that picture looks like it's dry. I don't know. You know, then the argument for her being deceased again is that her left hand's drawn up a little bit, but you would, I would think like if it was rigor mortis, it would all it be all of like She was closed. It just looks like her hands closed. Like it's not drawn up. Right. And that's what I was going to say. You would, you would think it wouldn't look, it would look less natural. It really does look like she just fell over on those jugs of milk and went to sleep. Yeah. So some people, and like you pointed out, have said, how could you be sleeping on gallons of milk? But I put in the notes, basically toddlers will sleep standing up if you let them. She- <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> so that is a good- I don't. You know, they could almost pass out in a room full of swords standing up and never get hurt. Now, people have pointed out that basically she drowned at the swimming hole. They pulled her out of the water, dried her off, changed her clothes. And then they go to all of this trouble to do all of this. But yet they take Hunter back. They go to Walgreens. You would think that if she had passed away, she, they're not driving a dead little girl around town and then trying to take a picture of her. Like I said earlier, I don't think there's a lot of pre-planning when it comes to Candace and Grandma. I don't know what to make of the situation with Hunter. It is odd as it can be, but basically we have a he said, she said. Although Summer doesn't leave the vehicle, some cameras are better than others, and you would think that if they stopped at the priceless grocery store and the vape shop there might be a security camera looking out and you could see hunter in the back seat and here's the other thing if hunter's sitting in the back seat and summer's dead he would be freaking out if they left him in a vehicle with a dead child so again you don't know what police have because they're not saying anything but i don't know now the main reason for going all over what we just did is 
if we can get any indication of exactly when Candace Summer and Grandma got home. That way we can narrow down the time that Summer went missing. One disclaimer is that law enforcement have not revealed the timestamp of that video, so it's not been officially confirmed. But once again, Candace did say that the video was taken at 3.09 p.m. in an interview and that this was about two minutes before they got home. So remember, nobody can tell time in this whole story. So it could be as late as 3.15, 3.30. So Candace claims that Hunter was not correct about what they did and when they did it that day, and he lied about her giving him the twisted tea and the vape pen. According to Candace, the day unfolded like this, quote, when we left from the emergency room, we went straight to the smoke shop, and that's when I got the cigarettes and stuff like that there, and then we stopped at the hippie house, and I got those cheap vapes because they're cheap there, and then we went and put my mom's prescription in, and then we went to Warriors, and then we come back to Walgreens, got mom's prescription, then we went to Sonic, then to Priceless, then to his house, and that's Exactly, that's the order it happened, end quote. So when it comes to the Twisted Tea, Candace states that him and Summer both asked for a Mountain Dew when she got the Twisted Tea. Candace goes on to elaborate that when they got home, Summer was asleep but woke up when she parked to open the gate. She also says that the boys come out and help her unload the groceries and they took some of the groceries to her grandmother's camper or to her mom's camper, Summer's grandmother's. And then they take the rest inside Candace's house. Quote, actually, I parked the truck and I opened both doors. It's really hard because this lawnmower is. But I opened the doors up and I said, wake up. We're at home. She jumped right up like nothing. I unbuckled her and I said, come on. Told mom I'll be right back. I went in there, got the boys. and They were sitting under the table. I said, come on, let's get the groceries out. And we brought them all in the house, went through them all. Then mom. She went, took her stuff to her house and put herself away. And then, of course, me and someone went back over and put our stuff away. Summer went back in the house, and then we're just doing normal stuff around the house like we normally do, and I come out. I'm almost sitting there at the time. I come out, and I'm standing there. I was like, what are you doing? What are you staring at? She's like, these plants, talking about her mother. I got to get them transplanted. I was like, well, Summer will help us. So I went back in. I got Summer. And by the time I went back in, she was sitting on the floor playing with the toys. I said, Summer, you want to help plant flowers? And she jumped up and left her toys. We transplanted these cactuses from the little pots that they were in and transplanted these ones here into bigger pots and that one in the bigger pot. She took the rocks, Summer, that we'd gotten from different gem mines and we went up to Gatlinburg and stuff, and she was talking. She's then, she's the one that splitted all the rocks around in here, and then she put her puppies, the Paw Patrol puppies, in there. Then we went in my mom's and got some candy and stuff she gets from Grandma. I said, well, I'm going to go back over to the house. She wanted to go back, so I thought I'd go back, you know. I brought her, I literally walked over to here, like literally walked right through here where I could see the boys and I watched her walk in there. And afterwards, when she was already in there, I walked over, I said, what? And he looked at me and I said, watch and pointed to Summer. I'll be right back. That's when I walked back over to my mom's 
and I was fixing her brace and stuff. I said, well, mom, I got to go back over with the kids. And that's when I come back in the house. Them three were sitting right there with their eyes glued to the TV. I said, boys, where's your sister at? They said, what? She just went downstairs, mom, to play. God. God, whatever. And that's what I, when she said that, that's what I was thinking. Now, all of this is, you can, it's a video. And so she's pointing out where these cacti are at, what little thing it's in, how she walks across from the camper to the house, all that stuff. Now, if you look at the layout of the property and more specifically the house, the sun, the door that Candace keeps going in and out of is actually the front door. That's not the same one that Summer would have walked out of from the basement. When you walk out of the basement door, if you go left, you head towards the woods and down towards Ben Hill Road. If you go right out of that door of the basement, you would see Grandma's camper and head straight for the swing and the front door of the house. It would be damn near impossible for someone to drive up the driveway even a little bit without alerting people in the house or Candace and Grandma who are working in the yard. So let's just hypothesize here that the perpetrator parks on Ben Hill Road, walks up the hill, and was waiting on a moment to grab Summer. This is also damn near impossible because we never went over it in part one, but... They have something like 20 dogs living on this property. And they're not necessarily theirs. So we either have Dr. Doolittle or the dog whisperer abducting five-year-old and being able to sneak through the woods and not alert 20 dogs. Grab Summer without her screaming, return down the hill, somehow get her into the vehicle and drive off undetected. That seems damn near impossible. Yes, and so we talked about how it's a gravel driveway, and you're going to hear anybody pull up. Obviously, we didn't talk about it in part one, but Candace says she has to get out and open the gate when they get there. Now, in Chris McDonough's interview where he gets Candace to show him how Summer would have accessed the basement from the living room that we referenced in part one, in the very beginning of that video, you see Chris pulling up towards the house and all of these damn dogs are running out to his car. He says to Candace something like, you have a lot of dogs here. She says, yeah, quote, they're not ours. People just bring them up and leave them, you know, end quote. She then says they are always around. So with that many dogs, this kind of blows out the Chester Chester child molester sneaking up through the mm-hmm. woods trying to abduct a five-year-old that we don't think he could have seen with a pair of binoculars from the road. Candace is really loosey-goosey with her comments when Chris starts asking questions in that video. And she's being, like, nice with talking about the supervision of her children and how they're going back to the swoon hole. And if that's all true, that she didn't even notice her daughter went under for let's just say long enough for Hunter to freak out, then it makes you want to make it. It's even crazier when you start piecing it all together. You got the the story of her discipline the boys by laying down on a hot asphalt. Okay. You've got supposedly summer goes under, according to Hunter, longer than he's comfortable. So he has to jump in and Candace never mentions Hunter jumping in, and nothing's ever mentioned about Hunter being wet sitting on Grandma's seats. 
Now, this is not the 80s and 90s when Coach and I grew up. This is 2021. <laughs> so you've got a seven-year-old. Did we really grew up. No, we didn't. We just got older, brother. That's true. You've got a seven-year-old, a nine-year-old, and a 12-year-old boy at home. Okay, so the 12-year-old is in charge. According to Candace's statement, her grandma and Summer left that house at 7.30 and did not return. She says until around 10 after 3, I would say it's probably more like 3.30, 3.45. And this is as good a spot as any to bring up that this is not Candace's and Don's first rodeo when it comes to having children. It is out there for those of you that want to look it up, but... Basically, the Reader's Digest version of this is they both have had just about all of their children taken from their previous homes by, by Child Protective Services, with neglect being the main reason in those instances. So, obviously, she didn't learn her lesson because she's left a 7, 9, and 12-year-old at home to fend for themselves for eight hours. Another big, huge point of contention is... Don and Candace had decided that after the seven-year-old was born that she was going to stay home and raise the kids. And then we get one by the goalie, and Summer comes along, and she is a stay-at-home mom. And I understand that shit has to get done, but it's not as if she was running out for a quick errand. Like, I'll be back in 30 minutes, or I'll be back in 45 minutes. That I could understand if she left those three boys by themselves. But when you decide to take your mother to the hospital, which means she's probably taking her to the ER, without lining up someone to watch the three boys, and you stay away from them for eight hours, that's no bueno. Like I said, she's already had Child Protective Services take previous children out of the home. And again, it's not abnormal, or it wouldn't have been abnormal when we were growing up for... (laughs) our parents to be like, look, don't burn the fucking house down. There's pizza rolls in the freezer. If you get hungry, heat them up. Dude, I used to spend like every single solitary day in fifth grade by myself for several hours because my elementary school was like 20 seconds away from my house and my mom worked at a middle school and she had like afternoon duty. So I just come home, chill out, watch TV. Yeah. And so it's not, Like I said, it wouldn't have been that big a deal for this to have gone down when we were growing up. And I, a lot of people don't, I'm not really, I am too, hell, I am making a big deal out of it. I understand this rural (laughs) rural Tennessee, and I think the reason I'm making a big deal out of it is, it would be one thing if you had never had Child Protective Services called and removed your children from the home for neglect. But you have, not once. Two or three times they've done this, okay? And then you're just going to leave three boys there and to hell with it. So, and I think that's just a little bit of background information that needed to be there. All right. So, the other thing is this. She's a stay-at-home mom. So, you've decided not to work. You're going to let Don be the breadwinner. So, your main job is to make sure the children are taken care of. And you would think... Again, he had learned from previous mistakes, but no, 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 no. So let's go over the timeline of the day to see if it makes more sense. Don leaves for work. We know that. Candace gets Summer up early so they can bring Grandma to the medical center because her knee was bothering her. They had to be there by 8, so that would have made it 
7.30 before they left. Candace leaves Summer's older brothers at home, and she claims they were half watching television and half asleep when she left. And she's locked the house up tight so no one could come in and no one could get out, which that's hard to believe, but that's what she says. <laughs> now, Candace and Summer bring Grandma to the medical center or the ER, however you want to look at it. They wait in the car while she's being traded. Traded. Treated. Traded. Yeah, they're going to trade Grandma in. in. <laughs> they traded her for the Cowboys. That's like. right. They need a tight end. <laughs> Ricky Ted Wells, mama's going to play football. <laughs> now, while in the car, Candace speaks to Hunter on the phone, and they decide to go over to his place, which is just five minutes from the medical center. Candace and Summer arrive at Hunter's house, according to Allison, his mother, and Hunter, around 10, 1030. Now, we don't know if Grandma had an appointment at the medical center or if she just kind of showed up because her knee was bothering her while... This doesn't seem like a big deal. It kind of is because if she didn't have an appointment at 8 a.m., you would think that she'd still be there or she wouldn't still be there with a doctor two and a half hours later when Summer and Candace show up at Hunter's house without Grandma. This would lean more to them taking Grandma to the nearest emergency room clinic at the hospital. So, Grandma's only done one on-camera interview, and it took place on March 1st, 2022, right after Hawkins County Sheriff Ronnie Lawson told News Channel 11 that the family had stopped cooperating with law enforcement and they had retained lawyers. Grandma said in the interview, quote, Candace and I got up that morning and she came out and took me to the ER because my leg was messing up on me, end quote. If what Grandma's saying is true, then it was an ER visit, and that would account for Candace and Summer having that amount of time on their hands to go visit Hunter. Also keep in mind, this was only three months into the COVID scare. So they're not going in there, and it's they're lucky Grandma's getting admitted. Or not admitted, at least seen. Yeah. So we do know that grandma was picked up from the hospital clinic, ER, whatever, before noon because that TikTok video of Summer in the swimming hole was taken around 12.21 p.m. And at that point, grandma was with them. And it has been verified by Chris McDonough that they were at Walgreens at 1.33 p.m., but he doesn't know if this was the time they dropped the prescription off or the time they picked the prescription up. We have Hunter being dropped off at his house around 2 or 2.30 then you have the short video of, the, of Summer laying on the milk jugs around 3.09. Them arriving back home between 3.09, 3.15, 3.30. So that's roughly eight hours that Candace and Summer were gone. Uh, and I've harped on it before. That's eight hours that Summer's three brothers were alone at that house. Locked in so no one could get in and no one could get out. Now... The 911 call reporting Summer missing happened around 6.23 p.m. So that's about a three-hour window from when the time, from the time they got home to when Candace called the police. So keep in mind that during the eight hours, they also went to a couple of tobacco vape slash vape shops, 15 to 20 minutes at the swimming hole, two trips to Walgreens Pharmacy drive-thru, a trip through the Sonic drive-thru, a trip to the grocery store that Candace swears only took five minutes, but Hunter says took an hour. They drop Hunter off, then take into account for 30 minutes from Kingsport back to B 
Ben Hill Road, and then you have to add 30 minutes to that time frame for them to get to the ER. And it does not, on the surface, seem like it would have taken eight hours. But also keep in mind that no one in this story has a sense of time or how long something takes. Like, I guess the clock on their cell phones is just some sort of wizardry that they just swap left or right to get rid of it. I mean, come on, man! You don't you, you don't keep track of time that well. I mean, who who really does? I guess my thing is the only reason I think you would know the time, and I'm I'm really not being a dick about this. But they're you on are. But they're on tick. All they're doing is watching TikTok videos. So as soon as you close out the app, you're going to see the time. Or when you open up the. Dude, I, I'm the type of person that would pull my phone out of my pocket to look at the time specifically and then not remember the time that I just looked at. Okay, duly noted. Duly noted. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, I'm telling you, you you're, you're harping on this so bad, but you yourself don't keep up with time that well. Wow. Nobody does. Anyway, all right, we're just going to agree to <laughs> disagree on that one. <laughs> so we don't have the luxury of knowing what the authorities what know. What time is it right now? It is Yeah, you don't know, see? You don't know? Yeah, but it took me two seconds to look. <laughs> so we don't know what authorities know. We don't know if authorities have a like a very specific time stamp timeline and how long they were at each place. But what we do know is that law enforcement confiscated all of the cell phones and went through all of the messages and videos and TikToks and all that other stuff when they got to the property and realized that Summer was gone. So the three-hour window of when they got home to when Candace called 911 is a sticking point for a lot of web sleuthers and armchair detectives because Clan Clandice, I've just renamed everybody in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> they traded Grandma to the Cowboys and Clandice has come to town. But yeah, anyway, things are getting wild. It is. It's crazy up here in East Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> Candace claims the boys came out and helped her with the groceries. So first of all, if your three boys have to come out of the house, which you've already stated, nobody could get in, nobody could get out. But if they have to come out and help with the groceries, I'm leaning more towards the fact that your ass wasn't in the grocery store in no five minutes. You was in there buying a lot of groceries that three boys have to come out and help you because we're not even taking into consideration how many bags they took to grandma's little camper. All right. I don't know though, man, when my, when I was growing up, I would always have to get the groceries out of the car for my mom. And it wouldn't matter if it was 50 bags or five. (laughs) That's true. That is true. I had it. Like, I was the one that had to go get them. I've, hell, I've even went out there for one. <laughs> well, we know like, there's really? three gallons of milk, so it could have been a gallon it's of milk good. each child. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, you go back. So, talking about Candace, Candace goes back into the home, puts the groceries away, and in one interview, she says that she started a load of laundry. Then she goes over to check on Grandma, and this is when they decide to transplant the cacti into bigger pots. And she goes back to the house to get Summer. Summer, quote, helps by putting the rocks on top of the pots and plays with some of her Paw Patrol figures in them as well. She gets bored and says she wants to go inside and play with the boys. Candace walks her back, tells the boys to watch her. At this time, she walks into Grandma's camper, helps her situate her knee brace, 
and she was only gone two to five minutes. Summer was only out of her sight for two to five minutes, and then she was gone. My ass. I don't believe that for a second. Well. I just, here's the thing. Just, let's just think, if this is a new knee brace that she got from the ER, she's going, and her knee's in as much pain as she says it is, she's going to have to get it out, she's going to have to try to get it on, and she's going to be all tender, feeling, whatever. But obvious, and here I go back and forth. Either it's a, she's in a lot of pain that she needs this knee brace on, or she's not because she goes to the ER, they drive over to the swimming hole, she puts minutes on her phone, then her and Candace, or she gets out of the truck, her and Candace in one interview with Hunter, he claims that they go off looking for wildflowers at that state park. Well, she's walking around without the knee brace there, but you've got to go back over and help her put it on later. I just don't see it taking two to five minutes. I really don't. I think it's a lot longer than that. And I say that because, remember, Don claims he called Candace around 3 p.m. that day. And, remember, she got that call from him, and Hunter corroborates it and said they were in the car in the pharmacy line. And this is when Don allegedly tells Candace that there was this guy named Andy, Andrew, yada, yada, yada. She tells Don that she was in the Walgreens drive through line. She told him they were running some errands and going swimming. Based on this information, Don decided to stay at work since no one would be home. There's just a slight problem with a couple of things here. One, there is a 7, 9, and 12-year-old at home. Two, the call being made at 3 p.m. does not work with the timeline at all, especially because we know that Hunter got home between 2 and 2.30. A neighbor recalls Candace calling Summer's name and looking for her at 6 p.m., and the call to 911 to report Summer missing comes in at 6.30 p.m. So what was Summer doing in that three-hour period? We can probably cut the three hours down to two, one, because no one can fucking tell time, and two, <laughs> it would probably take an hour for all of that shit to unfold from putting the groceries away, doing some laundry, planting the cacti, the knee brace, and then boom, summer's gone. So I really think you're down to, if you wanted to shrink it even more, I think you could get down to where there's an hour window that she's unaccounted for. But that's just my personal opinion. All right, ladies and gentlemen, after much discussion, we are sitting about 40, 45 minutes in this episode, and we are actually going to kick this one down the road for our second three-part topic. So Miss Summer Wells is going to get her third episode. And I think the reason, after we discussed it off air, some of these theories are pretty in-depth, and so we may bore some of you to tears if we haven't already. So there's going to be about five or six theories. And yes, I swear we're getting into the cornbread mafia, which I apologize for making fun of. Yeah, you, yeah, you, not me. I wouldn't do that. Right. I know better. The word mafia should have clued me in. But <laughs> uh, I do apologize. They're not part of the Doughboy gang. They are their own entity. But we are going to come back next week with the theories and then... We have gotten a couple of theories from some emails and some Patreon comments. So we'll put those in there as well. So if you're listening to this, email us at mysteriousbrews at gmail.com. 
If you're a patron, get on Patreon where we publish the episodes. You can comment there. Let us know what your thoughts are leading up to the theories, and we will try to put those into that third episode. So we get into recommendations, and I am going to recommend that new Netflix show, Encounters. And it's a four. Oh, yeah. That's uh, that was that's the one I couldn't think of. I was like, I know I had a Netflix show I wanted to recommend. That's the one. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet. It's very good because they take some of the bigger, I think, like UFO flaps. They do Stevensville or Stevenville, Texas, where like there was thirty or sixty people that saw those lights. They go a whole episode on that. They do the aerial school in Zimbabwe. I think it's in Zimbabwe where the kids see the UFO and then they have another one in England where another group of school children and two farmers see another UFO and there's e- they even touch on men in black kind of in that episode. It's real good. It was I think executively produced by Steven Spielberg. It's done real well. There's four episodes, they're about 45 minutes to an hour each. I really enjoyed it. I knocked it out in a couple of days. So I tried to draw it out, not just binge it. But you could just binge it if you wanted to one evening. So, Coach, you want to just stick with mine since that's what you wanted to recommend or you got something else you want to recommend? No, oh, well, I mean, yeah, I'll stick with that one. But I can always recommend the, uh, the, the old Facebook page, our group. That's right. There's lots of discussion there. And if you're a part of that group, you can get in on that group chat. <laughs> so anyway thank y'all again we are coming up on this will be released on the 3rd of october so uh just in time before the federal government lets out the national emergency broadcast that's going to shut down the the world so make sure you have your tinfoil hats on in a faraday cage but anyway coach you got anything else you know i don't uh deuces